Hey guys, Joe McCall, REI in your car. What's up? How you doing? So it's about 12 o'clock and I'm in my office and I'm just thinking, you know what, man, I want a hamburger. I want a big, fat, juicy hamburger. And uh, so I'm going to go get one. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm in my car and, uh, you know, I love eating healthy, but once in a while, I think it's okay. Once in a while, right? <laughs> Not every day. I mean, if you have a your own parking spot at the local Taco Bell, then something's wrong with that. So um, I'm on my way to get a hamburger. I'm trying to decide between McDonald's hamburgers. I know, embarrassing. Or Hardee's. Some of you are listening to this. Maybe you've heard of Carl's Jr. It's the same thing. And I'm thinking I'm going to do Hardee's. They just have better hamburgers, don't they? But something about McDonald's, I don't know what drives people back to McDonald's. I think, you know what it is? It's this evil, sadistic trick that McDonald's has been doing forever where they appeal to the kids, you know? They used to have the playgrounds and the Happy Meals, and it's just so easy and convenient. And as, as a kid, you grow up with McDonald's, and you think it's awesome as a kid, right? But as you get uh, more mature and sophisticated and normal, you realize these hamburgers are pretty crappy. But they're good, aren't they? I mean, who doesn't like a good double cheeseburger at McDonald's? Who doesn't? <clears throat> Once in a while. Once in a while. So I wanted to talk about a couple things. Uh, I think the first thing I'll talk about is, and I might break this up into two podcasts. How about that? One, pre... Okay, let's do this. <laughs> so you guys will know how I feel. I'm going to do a podcast before I eat a hamburger and after I eat a hamburger and we'll see if I'm making any sense I'm like I'll tell you how I feel and we'll see if I have better more profound wisdom and wit after I eat a hamburger or before is that fair? is that fun and fair or cool all right let's go for it so the first thing I was going to talk about was creating a marketing plan and getting yourself accountable oh Man, I, I am harping, I harp on this all the time and I talk about it a lot and I'm afraid that you might think I'm beating a dead horse, whatever that means. But how about this? Oh, never mind. I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> but anyway, you know, like, it's so important though, isn't it? You, you gotta, it, it all boils down to marketing. This business is all about marketing sales, I would say, maybe sales and marketing. So if you're struggling, I'll bet you a really nice, fat, juicy hamburger that the reason you're struggling is because you're not doing enough marketing. You're not marketing hard enough. You're not marketing to enough sellers. You don't have enough leads. You're not talking to enough sellers. You're not making enough offers. So it all starts with a marketing plan. So you got your monthly goal. Let's say, you know, just use round numbers. Bear with me here. You want to make ten grand a month. Well, you can't control that. Let's say your average profit is 5 k per deal. Let's be real conservative here. Well, you can't control that your average profit is going to be $5,000. But let's say, let's say it is. So you need to do two deals a month. Okay? Now, let's say 
you need, let's be real conservative here, you need 40 leads per deal. You need 40 incoming leads to do one deal on average. So you, that means you need 80 leads a month. You still can't control that yet, right? So we're breaking that down from things you can't control to things you can control. You can't control your monthly income, your average profit, number of deals, leads per deal, etc. But you need 80 leads per month. Well, how are you gonna do that? Let's say you're working 20 days a month. That is five, uh, four leads a day. You need four incoming seller leads per day. Well, this is where I kind of get fuzzy on my mental math. But you need to figure out, okay, what are the three different things I'm gonna do every day and every week to get four leads a day? And let's just, again, use kind of round numbers here. You can work backwards if you, if let's say 40% of your leads come from direct mail and 30% of your leads come from Craigslist where you're texting or emailing or calling Craigslist and Zillow leads. And so that leaves uh, 30%. 30% come from other things like maybe 30% of your leads or deals come from just making offers on the MLS or bandit signs or something like that. So you need to figure out backwards now, what does that mean every day, every week? So you may decide, all right, I'm going to text and email 30 landlords and for sale by owners a day on Craigslist and Zillow. Boom, write that down. It could be on the back of a napkin, write it down right now. Then, all right, I'm gonna send 20 or 30 yellow letters a day two different lists and it could be rentals on Zillow which is a fantastic list especially if you're doing lease options another list would be maybe evictions if you could go to the count corny corny if you could go to the corny cows website the county court website look for evictions maybe probates divorces judgments liens code violations that kind of stuff uh, mail them yellow letters you could also mail let's say 500 postcards a week to high equity or unknown mortgages from list source. So you got 500 postcards a week, 1,000 postcards a week, maybe 20 or 30 yellow letters a day, handwritten yellow letters a day. You're texting, emailing 30 Craigslist, Zillow ads a day. And uh, what else? You need three different things that you're doing, right? So I'd say direct mail, one. Craigslist, Zillow, check, two. How about bandit signs or post-it notes or just making offers on the MLS. So you could do it, say, I'm going to make 10, I'm going to email 10 realtors a day, soft pass offers on older MLS listings. So you could go in, look for older listings and send these realtors an email saying, hey, I saw the property. Would your client maybe consider something in this price range? So that's a lot of marketing. But guess what happens when you do a lot of marketing? Well, you get a lot of calls. And then guess what happens when you start getting a lot of calls and you start talking to sellers? You start making offers. And what happens when you start making offers? You start doing deals. So you need a marketing plan. You need a scorecard. And this is really, really critical. And I want to mention this and emphasize this. You need to have somebody hold you accountable to that. Now, I have a coaching business. I love coaching and helping people. I love helping people figure out kind of a simple marketing plan help them come up with their scorecard. But I have the hardest time, it's like pulling out teeth, trying to get people to report on their numbers. And I tell everybody up front, when you work with me, 
when we get on the phone, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, show me your numbers. How many offers did you make in the last week? How many sellers did you talk to? How many buyers did you talk to? And I, the, why do I do that? Because one simple reason, it works. Accountability is so important. Everybody says they want it, but very few people are willing to do what it takes to get it. They say they want accountability. I want to do more deals. I will do whatever it takes. Really, I say. Is that so? Okay. Well, the sad truth is in the coaching industry, in the real estate, you know, like education industry, this isn't just true for real estate. It's true for a lot of different education businesses. This, the percentage of people that actually do what they're taught, that actually do the marketing consistently, that actually implement what they learn is super, super small. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I look at my own business, other people that I know. Like if you're a really good coach, you've got maybe 20, 25% of your students that are actually doing deals. I'm not kidding. It's embarrassing, isn't it? This has got to change. It's just got to change. And I'm guilty of it too myself, right? Like I buy courses and I don't implement them. I don't go through them. I've signed up for coaching programs. Like not, I'm not talking about like when I was first getting started. I mean, like in the last year, I've signed up for huge expensive coaching programs to learn different things and I don't implement it. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it later. But uh, I'm thinking of one program in particular that uh, uh, I pay a lot of money for this coaching program and um, I've learned a ton, right? I'm just going through this stuff and I'm implementing some of it and all that. And I will, but uh, I have not like done what I'm supposed to do. I've only gone through half the course. Uh, I've not been on any of the coaching calls. But here's the thing. If the guys who lead this program, if they would have given me a scorecard like this and said, all right, what, what, what do you want to do? They're not going to, I'm not going to tell you what you should do. The, you know, co good coaches are going to tell you exactly what your marketing plan should be. They're going to help you come up with it. So, cause it's your own, then you have to own it. Right. Cause everybody's different. Every market is different and everybody has a different budget of money and time. But anyways, if these guys would have said, all right, Joe, this is your, you know, this is the template, fill out the numbers and what are you going to do? And you need to report in your numbers every week, man, I would do it. I would certainly do it. I, I, you know, I, for me, that is incredibly powerful. So anyway, what's the point of all this? What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is create a marketing plan, get somebody to hold you accountable to it. You should be talking to three to five sellers a day, five sellers a day. How about 10? What if you talk to 10 sellers a day? What kind of difference would that make in your life and in your business? But if you could just talk to five sellers a day and get yourself a scorecard, get somebody to hold you accountable. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a friend, a spouse. Maybe not a spouse. Don't get your spouse to hold you accountable. <laughs> That's a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, like, I, I don't mean that. Oh, I, I can't believe I just said that. Because, like, if my wife were here and listening to this, she, she would, I'd be getting the evil eye. <laughs> Maybe not. What I, what I meant to say was get somebody like that you aren't going to get in an argument and like ruin your relationship 
<laughs> over. Like, if if you got a coach or a business partner or a friend that can like yell at you and call you all names, then you know that's cool because you'll still be friends the next day, right? <laughs> it's totally different with a spouse. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love my wife to death. She's awesome. I just don't like arguing with her, right? And that's why I'm saying I don't I don't want my wife to hold me accountable to my business goals. Wow, where did that come from? Anyway, so get yourself an accountability partner for your business that uh, can hold you accountable to these numbers. And maybe it should be your wife. Maybe I should have my wife hold me accountable to my business goals. <laughs> maybe I would get more done and make more money. <laughs> oh boy does she listen to these honey if you listen to this i love you i don't know if she's ever listened to one of my podcasts she just has zero interest in real estate investing like zero she's busy she's like the hardest worker i know she's awesome she helps my kids she does homeschool and uh she works incredibly hard with homeschooling the kids and doing um, stuff for the house. I mean, she's a great decorator, incredible interior designer. I'd much rather her take care of that stuff than, than uh, work on the business because <laughs> we'd probably fight a lot more. <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, that's all I got to say. I, am, I, am, uh, I, I made a decision where I'm going to eat my hamburger, and I will uh, make it a surprise, and I'll tell you where it's going to be on the next podcast. See you guys. Bye.